Bracken and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. Cooper puts it in with good measures. Well, suddenly it's become a rout. Of course, when things are going wrong against you, you don't get the breaks of the ball. Cooper in with Stewart. He didn't really know where the ball was, but he got the break. And as you say, it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time. Knowing that really, all you got to do is crack it into the back of the net. Hello and welcome to the latest Here We Go podcast. If last week's show represented an angry low point of the season to date after that first half display at Tynecastle, the Dons achieved a degree of redemption at Hamden yesterday. And even if the overall performance still didn't quite hit the heights, it's definitely our happy task tonight to discuss Aberdeen's 1-0 victory over the Rangers in the League Cup semi-final at Hamden yesterday. Now to help us do that, it's our great pleasure to welcome back legendary DJ and lifelong Dons fan, Graham Park onto the show. How are you, Graham? I'm very well. How are you? Not so bad. Not so bad. We've certainly had worse Mondays, that's for sure. And then, absolutely. (laughs) And then, having just about fought off his hangover, Martin Clunes is back with us. How are you, Martin? Yeah, um, this hangover isn't going anytime soon, Richard. (laughs) What, What time did we cease this morning? Um. Well, I was working today, so um. Yeah, I was still up at I was still up at quarter past six this morning to get ready for work, which is a great laugh. Oh my lord! Straight through, fabulous effort, Martin. Fabulous effort. Um, and I'm Richard Hayes. And if my voice completely gives up on me during the course of this show, it's because I spent ninety minutes yelling obscenities on Glasgow's south side yesterday. And frankly, I'm not at all ashamed of that. So, to the game that's brought a, a, a pretty unique uh, spell of unity to Don's support, I suppose the first thing to talk about, Martin, is the lineup, And it was probably a lot closer to uh, what most people were hoping for compared to what they expected the manager to select, yeah? It was, yeah. I mean, we mentioned Scott Wright. A lot of people have spoken about Scott Wright and maybe trying to try to do something different. Um, you know, there's been, a, there's been some criticism of Cosgrove and Stevie May, so it was good to see something a bit different, a bit more... You know, Scott Wright, while he didn't have a fantastic afternoon, he's the kind of guy who's possibly able to give you something a little bit different. I mean, if you were to choose what, how, you know, a, a, a start at 11, you'd probably go with that, I think, you know, most of us. You could maybe argue Considine and, and Lowe would be different, but... I was I was relatively happy with it. Um, I'd heard some people maybe you know looking at Mackay, Stephen, and McGinn to be the be guys that can give us the that that out ball and give us that opportunity. And you look at you looked at that lineup, and I was I was confident going into the game yesterday. Maybe not like a massively you know super confident of a of a crushing victory, but having seen when I saw the starting lineup, it just did it just really buoyed me. I really had a good feeling about the game. It, it signified, I think, Graham, to the support that. We were going to have a go at least. There was going to be at least an attacking intent, even if it maybe didn't quite materialise in the way the team actually played. Oh no, absolutely. I I, I totally agree. Um, it was good to see the 
the everyone kind of working really hard together. And um, as Mark said, Mackay Stephen at the game seemed particularly on form yesterday. So yeah, it was a very very positive sign for kick off. And uh, like like everyone, I was very pleased about it. And it's quite a show of faith, isn't it? I mean, OK, Scott Wright's been with us for a while and it's 2021 now, but the other youngster in that midfield to put him in a midfield two alongside Graham Shinney showed a tremendous amount of faith and uh, responsibility on Lewis Ferguson's shoulders. And we'll, we'll speak more about Lewis later, obviously, but uh, he's done tremendously well since he, since he arrived at Aberdeen, hasn't he, Graham? Oh, God, absolutely. Um, he, was just, he was just, like, magnificent, like most of the team yesterday. And... Uh, Reading his comments this morning in the various uh, papers and websites, he seemed really, really chuffed um, at uh, what he did. All his comments about his family and friends and the, well, shall we say, the wrong end of Hamden. So, yeah, he was absolutely amazing. But, um, Martin, I think it's probably fair to say that Scott Wright's given that opportunity, maybe didn't make the most of it. And that's possibly due to formation, possibly due to him just not getting the ball played into him often enough, but uh, did you feel that uh, he could be happy with his uh, afternoon's work? Um, I don't think he would be. Came off after just, I think it was just an hour, and he and he didn't contribute a hell, a hell of a lot. A lot of that was due to kind of how the game was playing out. Kind of happy to kind of sit back and push push Rangers out wide. We handled everything they were doing. So I mean, right, really, I don't think he was. He wasn't in the game, but then he didn't get himself in the game as well. You know, he didn't seem to be. Trying to trying to maybe find his foothold in the game, which so I don't think he would be happy. No, he certainly didn't have us an awful afternoon. I mean, I wouldn't because we did know he did contribute to what was you know a successful afternoon. But I mean, he'll, he'll he will definitely be disappointed. But again, he's a he's a young player. There's lots and lots and lots of ability there. His time will definitely come. And your first experience of a, a big game, first experience of a handing game. So some players are going to take to it like a duck to water, and some players are maybe going to get a bit overawed. Do you think there was maybe an element of that with Scott Wright yesterday, Graham? Oh God, there must have been. I mean, especially to play, you know, Rangers at Hamden, it must have been a, a mixture of nerves and, and an absolute buzz. Um, but you know, everyone in the team kind of nobody had a bad game. I don't think. I mean, yeah, some maybe some players um, stepped up, stepped up a level. Um, but yeah, I mean, nobody had a bad game, and and Scott did what he had to do. But yeah, it must have been quite a nerve-wracking thing, especially um, to have the, the mighty um, Red Army cheering the team on in, in fine style. Well, it's an interesting point, actually, Graham, because a lot of these semi-finals over the past few years in either competition have been, they've been in half-full grounds. You know, Hamden's maybe had 16, 18, 20,000 in it, whereas yep. Sunday felt like a proper final. You know, the place was full, couple yeah. couple hundred seats left in the Aberdeen end right enough, but other than that, the place was rammed. Big noise, big crowd, big event. I think the shambles of the uh, SFA's um, original plans kind of maybe upset a lot of plans, but I've got a theory as to why the, we didn't sell our tickets. Um, but what, what, apart from the SFA shambles, I think the other theory is um, Aberdonians are um, renowned for their um, thriftiness and canniness, and um, I think the reason we didn't sell all the tickets was because people thought, I'm saving my money for the final. So people might not sold all the tickets, but everyone was confident we were going to get through. They were just being canny and saving their money for the final. That's the way I'm looking at it. 
Well, I thought we had a boring bed Pfeiffer telling us that Aberdonians were tight there for a second, Graham. That would have been quite there. Oh, well, I, 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 am an Aberdo- I am an Aberdonian recently, so I get to see that. <laughs> it's interesting that Derek McInnes made a point that he said, in, I think it was on BBC Sport website, that he, he was aware that some fans were not expecting the team to win. Um, and I've got a couple of friends who really annoyed me when they were like, oh, I'm not going because I, I don't want to be disappointed. But I, I was always confident that we were going to go and, and win. And thankfully, most of my fellow dandies agreed with me. But, um, no, I, I think we were always, we were always going to win. And, and can I just say on my long journey home to the northwest of England on the eight o'clock train from Glasgow, I ended up spending most of the journey um, with a Celtic fan who lived in Crewe and um, you can imagine what a fantastic conversation <laughs> full of laughs we had um, all the way to uh, Warrington where I got off that was a, had a great great laugh uh, it's very much a hands across the ocean moment that Graham it's touching oh, it's very touching absolutely but uh, I think last week Martin on, on our podcast despite the fact we'd played pretty poorly at Tynecastle. there was a degree of optimism we did know that uh, the opposition could be got at and they're certainly not as good as um, the local press up here have made out that really came to fruition didn't it because for all that they had more possession and they had more shots at goal Julius didn't have a great deal to do no, he didn't. Like I said earlier on, you know, we seemed to push them wide. Every, every, pretty much every single cross they put into the box, McKenna and Devlin handled relatively easy, or Joe Lewis, you know, came and took it without much of an issue. We weren't, we weren't hanging on in any kind of sense of the, you know, how you would say the game played out. Apart from once we'd scored in the last five minutes, it was a bit more, you know, panic stations and you no know, backs to the wall a little bit. But even then, you know, we still were getting forward. They were really quite toothless. Um, no Morelos, obviously, because he's suspended. Laffer is ineligible. They had, you know, a bit more possession, but they didn't didn't do anything with it. I mean, it was very nice of Steven Gerrard to allow that raffle winner to play up front for them as well, to be fair. He was atrocious. That was wonderful to see, because it was like they were playing with a man short, which helped us, I suppose. And Lewis, really, you know, after the game, you could put his gloves back in the bag and use them again. You know, there, there were barely a mark on them. He was... Lewis was magnificent, but do you not think, though, um, yes, you're right, you said toothless, the Rangers were a bit toothless, um, but do you not think that last kind of 10 minutes after we scored, they looked uh, very deflated and even more kind of hopeless, you know, a bit more desperate at the end? Do you not think they kind of looked um, like the the wind had totally gone out of their sails, rather than kind of, yeah, kind of go, right, come on, we need to bloody equalise. Um, I, I must admit, I was quite nervy until that goal. Um, even though I was confident, I was quite nervy. Um, you know, like the odd pass back that, that we did, and oh no, I can't, I can't look. But that last 10 minutes, honestly, with me and everyone around me, we were all just like, this is it, we're, we're in the final. I tell you what I did think was telling on that note, Graham, was that um, from where we were in the main stand, you could see the uh, there were Rangers fans above us in the uh, sort of top tier of the main stand, and you could see that some of them were, were leaving basically after we scored, and there was still ten minutes to go, and I, oh I thought God, that was yeah, really I saw, surprising. I saw loads leaving. I, don't, I never, I just don't understand that at all. I do not understand it. Because in that last ten minutes, obviously they did have the um, the opportunity when. 
Um, their centre forward, uh, Sadiq, is it, um, went round Joe Lewis and rather than trying to go for the ball for tapping, decides to indulge in a pretty elaborate and ridiculous dive. Was that a heart and mouth moment, Martin, when uh, when he went down? And we're obviously at the other end of the stadium. Um, it, it, it was obviously when they're when they're bare, and they're, any of their players are bearing down a goal that is a little bit like that, but. Um, he'd had such a terrible afternoon that I didn't. I know I was never convi- never thought that he would score anyway. But yeah, there is obviously that little bit of a worry, and then you know, ridiculous, the ridiculous follow up to that as well. So yeah, you're obviously concerned, but you know, that final ten minutes. I think Graham's right to say that as well there. But the after no after we scored, they didn't look like you know most teams will knuckle down and they'll get put pressure on you. They just seemed to be their passing just got even even slacker um, and. And you know, they just—they didn't seem to have anybody who was will, willing or able to put put a foot on the ball, um, which which played fantastically in our hands. I mean, those that's those that final ten minutes was was very very enjoyable. Yes, yeah, so, uh, the centre forward for the Irish team, Umar Sadiq, a man described in one of the reports uh, that I read this morning as being born offside, which was quite a neat little uh, description. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about that moment, uh, the moment that um, sent me into um, an ecstasy that I didn't think as a 43-year-old man that I'd uh, ever <laughs> returned to, but uh, Lewis Ferguson's header from a beautifully flighted uh, Niall McGinn cross. Well, try and distill the feeling of that hitting a net into a, a few words, Graham, if you can. Well, um, it was only, if, I, if memory serves me right, that was only like the second, maybe the third corner we I mean, it might even just been the second corner, but me and my uh, one of my oldest friends who I was with, we just looked at each other and went, "This is it. This is this is going in." And of course, when it did, oh, it was just the most amazing feeling. Ah, oh, I mean, my my voice is still a bit um, hoarse from the, 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 that screaming and shouting, but I'm waiting for a knee operation in uh, January, and I tell you what, I completely forgot that, and I was losing <laughs> up and down, and I'm suffering, suffering today. But uh, it was a proper um, feeling of uh, almost ecstasy, almost ecstasy. We saved the ecstasy for the goals we're going to score in the final. Well, quite. Um, and that's the healing power of a big goal of football for you. Martin, what about yourself? Uh, just just a huge moment and just that, that outpouring from the whole 11,000, I think uh, everyone was going crazy. Absolutely. It's just it's those moments that... That we all kind of follow football for, you know. There's there's epic highs and there's you no know, crushing lows, and that was one of the moments where a goal at Hamden in in the cup against them it can get better, and you know hopefully it will do in December. Uh, but just the just the, the absolute joy of being there and seeing it. I mean, I think you made a you made a great point earlier on today on the on the Twitter feed as well about how good it was that it's like there's so many younger fans that haven't seen that kind of moment. You know, my boy was with me. He's fo- he's 14. No, he's never really seen us. He's never seen us, you know, in a in a cup game. You no, know, turn them over, and so it's really special moments like that to be, you no, know, to be, him to be there. He hates them just as much as I hate them as well, which makes it extra special. And it really was just a just a phenomenal moment. Everything from you know, the goal in, the celebrations at the end, big pile on in the corner right in front of us all. It seemed to be on the celebration, just seemed to go on forever. Yes, uh, it, it did, didn't it? Uh, um, and it was right in front of us <laughs> in the corner. It was magnificent. Uh, and not that we wish to be seen to be advocating the hatred of um, other people just because they support a different football team. But that was it added an extra element, didn't it? Absolutely, Graham, that 
the games against Hebs or Motherwell, the semi-finals against those teams didn't have. Well, no, because I do not. I mean, I've been to all the all the semi-finals and finals since uh, Derek McInnes took charge, and uh, I mean that, that. I mean, just as a little caveat there, that's one of the um, difficulties of supporting the Dons when you live in the northwest of England, and you've and I and I work pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Um, so. Um, but I've, I've made a point of going to all the different semis, some of the quarters, all the semis and, and the finals. And I do not recall in the past five years at any point turning round and facing the opposition fans. And, well, you can imagine the kind of gestures and the words that she and everyone around <laughs> us were coming out with. And I remember afterwards thinking, oh my God, I've not, I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever done that. And, and um, kind of, uh, not they weren't right above me, but above me into the to my left were the Rangers fans on the tier above, and, and to turn round to gesticulate <laughs> up there, um, I just felt like I was like a child, and um, you know, um, I'm thinking about it now, I'm kind of cringing a little bit, but no, I'm not because we're in the final and they're not. <laughs> it was a great feeling. Yeah, I, I think they talk about battle fever, don't they? And I, I guess that's a little bit of what it is when, you, when you're in that stadium, especially when there's 10,000 of you and 40,000 of them as well. That plays into it. But, yeah, it's about... Exactly outnumbered, but not outfought. Well, quite. I thought that was a magnificent, nice magnificent effort by the display team there. Um, a little bit hamstrung, well, obviously. A lot better than the opposition's dis- uh, slogan, which is, um, well... Did they, did they nick that off some Brexit supporting English <laughs> Englishman? I don't know. <laughs> That's a very nicely put. Very nicely put. Yeah. But no, uh, full credit to uh, the Red Army display team and everybody who helped set that up on Saturday. That was a great effort. Absolutely. They're fundraising to do likewise at the final, no doubt on a much bigger scale as well because hopefully we will get um, a decent allocation for the final and obviously sell those and I think we will I think we I think we could expect sort of 18 to 20,000 um, I mean if it was easy to predict it we'd get about 10 to 12 for this semi on a Sunday I, I don't think we'd, we'd quite sell a completely split stadium at 22 I think the last League Cup final it was a it was a bit of a struggle to sell tickets but um, certainly as you'd expect Martin the 11 10 11,000 that made it down they made themselves heard both before and afterwards oh yeah I mean it's uh the noise was—it was great being part of that at times. Everybody's everybody's getting behind the team, making and not making, you know, making themselves heard. Um, obviously, no, the other side—they're gonna—they're gonna be indulging in whatever they want to sing, all that kind of carry on and nonsense that they always do. Um, but we gave we gave as good as we got, and it's again, it's it's these moments that like really you know bring it home. It's how special it is to like support a team like Aberdeen, where you know you can mobilise, you know. Whatever there was, twelve thousand or however, however many of us our tickets were eventually sold on a on a Sunday afternoon. That and it was no, it was really noisy, even noisier once we scored, which was even better, which was 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 so much more fun. And um, just being part of that, which seemed like a a ten fifteen minute long bounce. It was, it was. as my knees reminded me, it was a ten fifteen minute bounce. Um, yeah, I, I want to throw. I mean, it has been nineteen ninety five since we beat. Um, Avengers side at Hamden beat them at Ibrox since not often mind you and 1992 I think off the top of my head since we've, we've beaten Celtic at Hamden so it has been way too long and it, 
yeah, Martin raised the point that a whole generation, I mean, Graham, I, I, I know you're of an age where it was just the end of the season, we went to Hamden and we won the Scottish Cup, usually by beating one of the Glasgow mm-hmm. teams. So, um, Absolutely. Just great, I think, for anyone of that kind of missing generation. They have my eternal respect anyway, because they've grown up with an Aberdeen team that have been average at best, you know, average going all the way down to very, very poor, I suppose. And they've stuck with it, and um, they deserve days like yesterday. Um, great, obviously, for the likes of us still to be able to, to see them again, but, uh, but importantly, this isn't the end of a job, and it, clear Derek McInnes didn't see it as the end of a job either. Reaching the final is not just the goal. It is about winning it, and it's going to take quite a lot to sheen off yesterday if we aren't able to see the job through. Um, obviously, it's going to be a huge challenge. Celtic still far and away the best team in the country. Anyone that thinks otherwise is, is a bit deluded, I'm afraid. Um, maybe they've, they've had their eye taken off the ball and had some recruitment issues, but hey, haven't we all? Martin, it's still going to be, what do you reckon, 6-1 to one maybe to win the final? I would probably think so, yeah. We, they'll, they, of course, will be favourites uh, just by the nature of you know who they are, what they've spent and who they have playing for them. Um, but, you know, they are they are they are an infinitely better side than the, the Rangers, uh, who we play, obviously who we've beaten. Um, so it will be you have to just step up the game and you know, bring another level of performance. But um, we've seen in the past that you know McInnes has been able to get more out of these players. Um, okay, it's not happened in the recent recent history. No, it's been it's been you know, at times this season it's been really terrible to watch. Um, but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna knock out if you're gonna knock out. Hibs, if you're going to knock out the Rangers um, and then get Celtic in the final, you know we're go- if if we can do it, which I still think we know we have a we have a good chance. Um, you know it's you know it's a one-off game. Um, they can they are nowhere near as good as they have been previously. In fairness, neither are we. But much like I said about we said about Rangers, you no, know, they could have they could have been gotten to, and we did get to them. Celtic, I think, are exactly the same. It'll be a tougher challenge, but you know. There's talented footballers in the side. We keep saying this. We've got lots of very good players in the team. You look through that team, and there's guys who are, you know, really top top level Scottish footballers. So I think I think we've got a really good chance. No, definitely. And I think, um, I mean, I've, I've I've not seen the Dons in the flesh this season. I, I I've only got um, um, open all mics every Saturday afternoon wherever I am in the world. I'm listening to that and. Um, Sports scene uh, recorder and on a Sunday. That's all I got to go off. But um, for like the past what seven games, every week, like this is this is the game that will kickstart the season, and it's never really happened. I think I really do think that yesterday is the result that will kickstart the season. And Hamilton, I think, is a great, great going to be a great picture on Wednesday. So hopefully the stadium will be buzzing. Uh, Really try to look at whether I can call that. I just can't because um, um, of my lecturing job, but my midweek lecturing job. But I think that'll be that's the game to kickstart the season, and I think we'll get the three points on Wednesday. Um, and I mean, it was still long. We, we got a big gap to close, but there's still plenty of time, and I'm confident we'll do it. And, and then if we kickstart the season, which we have done yesterday, the next uh, how many weeks is it? Uh, four. Eight, eight, seven weeks? No, four, five. Yeah, six weeks till um, that final. That's like what seven, seven or eight games to close that gap and get the confidence up. 
I'm, I believe it. I believe it. I really do. Well, that was the point that Derek McInnes made post-match yesterday, that uh, he now wants his side to focus on the league and be in good form before that final comes around. Before we talk about the upcoming league games, I, I just want to check, Graham, your, that serene calmness, that certainty that you seem to exude about the semi-final. How are you currently feeling about the final? Oh, I, 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 well, there's pretty much the same. Oh, the here we go. <laughs> but, but slightly more confident. I think, yeah, I think you have to be, you know. There's, there's a few doom mongers on uh, social media and, and those polls that go... I saw a poll on Twitter yesterday, like, um, how how important is this result for McInnes keeping his job? And I just thought, oh, no, not already. That's just ridiculous. <coughs> but I thought, I'll, cl- I'll click on it out of curiosity. And it was like, in the majority, that it was... His job was being dangerous. And I just well, what the hell? What's wrong with these people? You know, I think I'm confident in the final because imagine if imagine if we hadn't won yesterday, the Hamilton game would have a totally different um, outlook on it. It would have been the confidence of the team, maybe even the, of the younger players like Scott Wright, um, would have been like, oh no, we can't. We're, we're out of the League Cup, and it's Hamilton on Wednesday. Now it's going to be yes. We're a great team. We've just proven it. Let's crack on, and and, and that ultimately will crack on to Hamden on the second of December, which I've already checked the train times for, and it's doable. <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected nothing less in fairness, Graham. No, I, I did see that poll. I did see that poll myself, Graham. Uh, I thought, yeah, the timing wasn't exactly ideal, being you know a few hours before a big semi-final. Why would you put that poll? Online the morning of your own team semi final against the Rangers. This just makes no sense, you know. But you know, but that I mean, I mean, like, like, but that, that that carries on. There are a few people. Like I, I, one of my uh, great friends rang me today. I said, "Oh, I didn't see you yesterday. You were there." And he was like, "No, because I didn't think we were going to win." I'm like, "What the hell?" It really winds me up. It really winds me up because. You know, that he's, a, he's someone who can go much more often than I can. He's somebody who lives in central Scotland. And that just annoys me. I just don't see it. I don't understand it. Well, we can live in a knowledge that the people that opted not to go rather than couldn't go for family reasons, financial reasons, whatever reasons, but the people who actually oh, no, opted not to go. I, 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 we, I, I, we can live in a knowledge I, that they missed a very special afternoon. So, Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, it, it is about watching football at this level um, and watching a team that isn't successful year in the eye. It's about moments. It's about days like yesterday. And they're not going to come uh, come along too often. Hopefully they, hopefully we manage two in the space of six weeks right enough. Come December the 2nd, we're celebrating again at Hamden, except in the other end of the stadium, um, because apparently that's how things work in Scotland. Anyway, Wednesday night, Hamilton at home. Yes, it should be an opportunity to build on what's happened uh, on Sunday and three points, well, <laughs> maybe get out of eighth place in the league, Martin, eh? Thankfully, we're at home to them. That's only that's the only kind of thing I can say, no. We're, we're not down there this time, um, but they've been... You know, uh, they're only one place below us in the league, so it feels a bit off for me to say they've been pre- pretty poor this season. Uh, but they have. They've won... I think they've they've only won one of their last five or six games, so they're not in great form. It's it's 
it's a game where we can get the season back on track, like you just said a few moments ago. Um, you know, things haven't been great for us this season. We've been very patchy. Um, I'm sure the manager will be wanting to try and get this to kickstart. What if if you can't get the players in the club can't get a lift from a victory in, at Hamden against them in a semi final? Then you know that's a huge motivation motivational tool. And I know McInnes has said that you know I want to just concentrate on the league now. But these players have, are now looking and saying, oh, there's a final. You know we've got six weeks, whatever it is for. Up until the the cup final, no, there's places to be played for. I think there's only four games in in between that, but you know there's there's places in that cup final starting eleven to be played for. So no, expectations are higher now, and um, performance levels need to be higher because eighth in the league, if we're being honest, for us is is after nine games is pretty poor. Um, but I do think that you no, know, there's lots to be confident about in this side, and I can't. I, mean, I really can't see Hamilton given us much trouble. I mean, they're, they're, they don't have any kind of real, anybody very special. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we really should be too strong for them. Absolutely. But I think it's all about keeping, making sure everyone just keeps their concentration because at the end of the day, they, they, are, they are a well-organised side. Aberdeen are still a big scalp for, for, for a club like Hamilton. And you're right, they're, they're just one place below us, five points below us. They, they, they could be arguing we could be two, two points behind Aberdeen. But of course, three points for us still only puts us on 15. Still a long way to go, but I think that, that, that's what happened on Wednesday. That's, that's it, we're off on a little run. Well, there's a couple of the other ties uh, during the midweek uh, um, between sides at above us in the table um, so you've got the Edinburgh Derby you've got Kilmarnock going to Ibrox so some of them will drop points inevitably so there's definitely an opportunity to close the gap I, I do always feel there's an inherent sniffiness from I mean I guess it's it's just the nature of the football fan you kind of kick down Celtic fans would kick down to us but there's an inherent sniffiness about any sort of attitude to Hamilton because they don't have any they don't have a huge support they'll probably only bring 100 or so on Wednesday night no doubt I think they've done wonders to say in this league at the risk of sounding very patronising I mean we talk about us losing our best players year in year out they do it and then some I mean obviously we were able to pick up uh, both Lewis Ferguson and Michael Devlin over the summer and they've made big contributions to us so um, you can imagine what they would have been to to a, uh, to a Hamilton side You spoke Martin about it not being away from home But we do have the pleasures of a plastic pitch to play on On Sunday When we go down to uh, Kilmarnock For the uh, live uh, TV game At Sunday lunchtime That is generally a pitch we've done A little bit better on Because of course we've had a Up until the first game of the season against them We had a really really good record against Kilmarnock Didn't we? A lot of people kind of say the plastic pitches are levelers and things like that. Well, we've done really well in that on that pitch. And Kilmarnock are you know, a totally different animal to what they were, you know, eighteen months, two years ago, um, where they where they really kind of just rolled over and you know, we tickled their bellies for them. Um, Steve Clark has has has, a, has motivated them beyond what I think anybody could have really predicted. I would all I always want us to get one over on, especially Chris Boyd. You have to be have to be confident. To get down there, nice live on TV. Um, I'm sure that the the Don's fans that are there will give him a very special welcome as well. Uh, yes, as he's warming up from the substitutes bench. Um, but Kilmarnock <laughs> again, quite rightly, uh, Steve Clark and Kilmarnock are getting a great deal of plaudits. They are very much punching above their weight and have done 
since Steve Clark arrived 12 months ago. You know, we, we speak about the difficulty of competing with our budget, but uh, Kilmarnock are in that top six, along with Livingston, very much on merit. So uh, to try and uh, look at them lightly, just based on the fact we've got a good recent record against them, would be foolish, wouldn't it, Graham? Oh, no, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure uh, McInnes will be pointing out that until the, the last game against Kilmarnock, we were, um, you know by far Kilmarnock's main bogey team and I'm sure um, as, as the Daily Record um, head, one of the Daily Record headlines uh, the other day was like um, something about um, the natural order has been restored i.e. the top two teams in Scotland face each other in a final I'm, I'm, I'm confident the natural order of uh, what happens in Aberdeen Kilmarnock games will be well, should be restored um, at the weekend. Let, I mean, let's hope so. I mean, you're right, Steve Clark is, is a, a very, very good manager and has, has done an amazing job, but um, there's no way Kilmarnock would stay second for for long. I mean, I, I that, that that second place is traditionally, well, for the past uh, four or five seasons, is ours, and I'm sure it will be ours again Um Maybe before Christmas, or probably by the end of January, I'd have thought. Yeah, because if, if Wednesday's an opportunity just to get things in the league back on track, Sunday's an opportunity again just to make a little statement, isn't it, Martin? Just to say, right, okay, a lot of plaudits, a lot of attention on Steve Clark, rightly so, but... You know, we're still in this. We're still going to be up at that uh, at the right end of the table. And uh, despite the fact we're currently 13 points, I think it is, behind Hearts, we can make up that gap. Oh, no, absolutely. But, I mean, like, as it's been pointed out by McInnes many times, we have had our more than uh, our fair share of injuries. And uh, they seem to have gone now. And uh, it's time for someone else to have injuries. And, and, of course, talking of injuries, I hope uh, Andy Constein's um, uh, back soon. I mean, I, I heard it's not bad, it's just his neck. Uh, it's nothing to worry about. That, that doesn't mean that he'll be playing on Wednesday, but let's hope um, he's back uh, for the cause sooner rather than later. Yeah, that was a really worrying uh, five or ten minutes on on. Sunday because it well certainly from my vantage point it didn't look like he was moving very much so there was obviously concern there yeah. and you see the, the stretcher stretchers being taken out at any point and the, the doctor's on you, you begin to worry uh, just a reminder of course that the referee didn't stop play for that particular injury and the, yeah. the opposition nearly scored um, as a result of that so uh, that would have been that would have been great that would have gone down well I'm sure had that ended up in the net to end tonight um if we'd had this podcast last, if you'd been on last Saturday, you're, you, Graham, I think even your natural optimism might have might have struggled to to build a case for a, a really successful Aberdeen season. But that really should be the injection of optimism, um, the events of Sunday into the whole season. We've spoken about it before tonight, but if you can't use a win like that as a catalyst, then there's something wrong, isn't there? Oh no, absolutely, and and I think it's because. It was Rangers in the semi-final. Um, expectations had risen already. I mean, like what last was it last season when we had Morton? Um, I don't know. I think that was a quarter-final, wasn't it? Couple, know, couple of years ago, it was Morton. It was it was Motherwell uh, last year. And let's uh, less said about those games, right. the better. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like 
Um, the, yeah, I don't know, you don't have the same um, excitement either. And that's no disrespect to Motherwell because obviously what, there have been several instances in the past uh, uh, few years that uh, Motherwell have done, have done us over. Or, uh, well, let's not talk about when we finish third. But, um, yeah, the fact of the Rangers, the expectation was high, and I think that boosted the confidence. It did for me anyway, and, and a lot of my fellow bandmates. And um, it's worked. I mean, I can't wait to win tonight. I really can't. And I shall be sat uh, somewhere in my house with my headphones on listening to um, the, uh, the, the BBC Radio Scotland uh, living every minute of it. I mean, that's the thing, like I said earlier. I can't see the Dons as much as you lot can. Um, but um, I close my eyes, put the headphones on, <laughs> and I'm there, and I'll be there on Wednesday. Well, you're still a very valid contributor, Graham, and it was great to have you back on after you'd after you'd seen us in the flesh on Saturday. We'll try and get Richard Gordon to give you a mention on Wednesday. Martin, um, one thing I want to say: Sunday was quite old school, wasn't it? Us going down to uh, to Glasgow and winning at Hamden against one of the Glasgow teams, and Hearts completely shitting the bed um, in a big game. It's it's always enjoyable. You know, it took me back. It took me right back to my youth. I felt like I was I felt like I was sixteen or seventeen again. Um, just seeing as no, we used to go. We go down to Glasgow and we win. Um, that's what we did, which is always always enjoyable. You no, know, I never get tired of that. And then, and if 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 you can't laugh at Heart of Midlothian, who can you laugh at? <laughs> as I say, you always find someone well, to punch I'll down what, to. I'd say who I could laugh at, but, but quite quietly under my breath. Um, when I left Hamden, uh, my friend lives in Glasgow, and he said. Come back to my house and I'll give you a lift to Central Station. So it'll be quicker than trying to get the train with all the Aberdeen fans because there was a queuing system or something. Um, so we had to go on a train the other direction and we realised we were the only uh, non-Rangers uh, <laughs> fans on the whole train. Now, 20 years ago, when I was in my 30s, I would have been a bit nervous about it. might have hidden my colours. But now in my fifties, I don't know if, it, if it's if I'm more foolish or more confident <laughs> that me and my friend, who's also in his fifties, we just sat there with our scarves on, talking about how great we were and um, sniggering somewhat. And uh, it was the it was the weirdest thing. I, I swear to God, I would never have done that twenty years ago. But it was the weirdest thing, and uh, everyone was quiet, and, and uh, um, nobody picked us up. It was the most bizarre thing. But we got off that train, we kind of looked at each other and went, oh, yeah, thank, thank goodness that went, that didn't go, that didn't go already, you know what I mean? But yeah. No, they probably would have been too busy fighting amongst themselves, I, I suspect, rather than looking what, out for what? you. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, um, there were some poor losers on social media though. Uh, I never get, I mean, because of, because of why, I mean, because of, um, my, my fan base is far and wide. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I have both sides of the old firm following me on my various social media accounts, and there's often fairly good-natured banter when I put posts about Aberdeen. Well, put it this way, there's usually good-natured banter in the green half of the old firm, more so than the blue half, but um, there's a few people yesterday going, use again, gob, and one of them, I couldn't resist on the full time, Whistle through, I said, um, I, that'll be right. Stand free, my man, stand free. And the response was, 
I'm surprised it took you so long to to reply, and then a, an emoji with uh, a laughing emoji with tears, and then it was a garbage game anyway. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? A garbage game anyway. So, who's, who's going to get angry with you? Yeah. Who's going to get angry with you, Mister Park? You're a purveyor of good vibes and good times. I mean, you're, you're not going to well, get you, you don't get, get that anger. Is it? It's not going to come to you. No, not a chance. I did get Police Scotland got a bit worried on them when I got off the train from uh, the northwest of England, and I'm looking at the board and going, uh, "Where do I go uh, with my red scarf on?" And, and uh, this police officer came over. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm an Aberdeen fan. He goes, oh, I don't know, let's have a look. And then we worked it out. I said, thank you. And then suddenly there's a shout of, parking! <laughs> and three three um, grown men in blue and white scarves came rushing over to me. Um, and all the, and, and I, I kind of recognised one of them from, from a club, and they just wanted to sell food. But the three police officers who were kind of in the vicinity looked for a minute really worried and got around, <laughs> kind of stamped ready to jump in. And when they saw, I mean, I, obviously I wasn't going to say no, because um, I had my red scarf anyway, so that's why I did it. To suddenly find these three Rangers fans all doing selfies with me, these police officers looked very, very <laughs> confused, which is quite funny. But then, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh because I missed the train. I'll have to wait for the next one, half an hour. Uh, the, the downside of fame, I think that could be filed under. Um, I, would, I would not, I would hardly say fame, but just, uh, <laughs> nice to be important, more important to be nice, that's why I always say um, And I, I'm sure it's it's never a chore to talk about the old days in the arches of the sub-club. Um, but uh, one one last thing I was going to ask you, Graham. Last, actually, last time you were on, we'd also actually just won a semi-final and reached the cup-final. That was uh, after we beat Hibs in the semi-final. Except yeah. you weren't able to yeah. make that cup final, as I recall, because you ended up at well, Noel Gallagher's right. 50th birthday party. So, I, was, I was at Noel Gallagher's 50th birthday, correct. So I take it there's no yeah. such other invitations which is going to prevent you from being in Glasgow on December the 2nd then. Is Bonehead, is, is it his birthday or anything like that? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> the, um, I, I remember reading on the way up on the train that the final was on the 2nd or the the first or the second. Yeah. And I looked at, immediately looked at my diary and I'm in Birmingham um, at this warehouse party on the 1st of December and I always play there like at stupid o'clock. You know, I don't take the deck till about 2am. Yeah. So, um, whether the final was on the Saturday or the Sunday, I was going to be fine. I hoped it was a Sunday and it is because then I don't have to worry about getting all the way to Birmingham after the game. I can just get the, I think there's a 12 o'clock train that gets in it at uh, quarter past two, go to the final, and uh, even if it's extra time penalties, there's the eight o'clock train home, so all sorted. Excellent. Absolute pleasure to have you on, as ever, Graham. Uh, just one Thank last you. question. I, I, your gigs, you don't have an Aberdeen date uh, that I can see at the moment. Uh, are we going to rectify that quite soon? Not this year, but um, I'm pretty sure we'll do, um, hopefully, as the season comes to a climax, that would be pretty good, wouldn't it? 
Next May back holiday. Excellent. I, I can see it already. Um, Graham, just a, always a huge pleasure. Your enthusiasm is just absolutely infectious. Um, but delighted to have you on after a very special Sunday at Hamden. Also, uh, pleasure, Martin, to have you back with us as well. Uh, thank you both and uh, thank you to thank everybody you. for listening. Hopefully the Dons can build on Sunday's victory with two league wins in the next few days against Hamilton and Kilmarnock and we'll be back next week to discuss those with you. Thanks for listening and come on you Reds. Thank you.